0: Good morning, so we're gonna to cover today success after iOS 14. And really what we're getting down to is what some of the world's, you know, dozens of the world's best marketers are doing right now in big and small brands, six, seven, eight figure businesses that are successfully scaling and seeing great success. What do they all have in common? And we're gonna cover that down today because I think it's super, super helpful. Also, if you, are watching this, please feel free to ask questions, comment below, tag people that should see it, DM me with other things you'd like me to cover. Let's get to it. So, success after iOS 14. Now I've been seeing a lot of brands for a lot of years follow a lot of different things. And obviously I've tried a lot of different things. So what do some of the best brands in the world all have in common? Well, they share four specific traits. Number one, hacking Facebook. Basically, everybody's that is very successful has given up on this. And there's really two reasons. Number one, hacking Facebook is built on the idea that you can somehow outsmart the machine. Well, the honest truth is, you can't. No one can. Facebook's machine learning is looking at literally trillions of data points for billions of users on millions of websites on the behavior going back a decade or more. You cannot outsmart this. Um, I also just dropped two big videos on YouTube about how the Facebook algorithm works and deeper on this success for iOS 14, what the hacks have in common and why you should really avoid them. But to make it really short right here for you to understand Here's the thing. Hacking Facebook presents you with an opportunity for a short win, right? You get something that works today. The problem is hacking Facebook isn't the thing that's ultimately going to generate long-term success. It's a very high-touch process. When you're hacking Facebook, either with audiences or duplicating ad sets or running cost caps or manual bids or trying to run engagement to traffic and video view and retargeting and all of these other things, what you're doing is you're spending a lot of time and resources in something that might very well work today. But if it's not something that you can continue to rely on a month from now or three months from now, how much work and time are you putting into something that ultimately you can't build your business on? Because the time and energy it takes to continue to do these things is time and energy and money you can't spend doing other things better. Ultimately, Facebook is the front end of a lot of businesses. The most successful businesses use Facebook to amplify their business model. Now, if you're constantly hacking the machine, that also means, to the other point, that what you are doing is presenting yourself as a lower quality business partner to Facebook, right? You're basically saying, I value our relationship, but I'm going to try to take advantage of you and cheat you and ultimately present a lower quality experience to your users, which is basically undermining your entire business model. Now, any relationship that you go into when you tell your partner, you know what, I appreciate our experience together. I'm really looking forward to working with you. By the way, I'm gonna do everything I can to undermine every bit of your business model, your legitimacy, and our relationship. What happens? Generally speaking, things work out pretty poorly for you. And there's a reason why the people that are relying on hacks, one, yes, they can work today, but their cost of advertising continues to go up. The people that rely on hacks you'll see them say, well Facebook doesn't work anymore, my CPMs are in the 50s, 60s, 80s, $100 or more. And it's because basically Facebook is seeing you as a liability. Now the most successful businesses, six, seven, eight figure or more that have been really successful after iOS 14 have given up this effort to try to take advantage of the relationship and instead focus their time and energy on being very good partners making as the people want to see, creating content that end users appreciate and value, and making that shift from saying, I'm gonna to try to cheat this machine to I'm going to work with it. When you stop trying to fight the tide, when you stop trying to stop the wind, you're going to be one, far more successful, and two, you can spend a lot of your time and energy in places where it actually makes a much bigger difference like what happens after the click, like what happens after the purchase, like what happens after somebody receives your product. Those are the things that can massively change your business and ultimately allow you to pay more money to acquire a customer because your customers are worth more money to you and you're taking advantage of monetizing the attention that your Facebook ads are giving you, which means you can spend more money on ads to begin with. Now the second thing that these folks have done is they've really mastered the art of creative testing. The bottom line is, ads do the targeting. Audiences don't do targeting. What audiences do is they restrict the available impressions that any ad can go see. Any ad, like every piece of content, an Instagram Reel, a Facebook post, or anything else, Facebook knows who wants to see that and who's gonna respond positively to that. And ultimately, Facebook knows your behavior since you started your Facebook account and how to prime you and condition you to take specific actions. Now what this really means is, Facebook knows who to show that ad to. Now when you restrict the amount of people that that ad can be shown to, basically you're saying is, Facebook, I know that you know who to show this to but I'm not gonna let it show it to the vast majority of people who would most positively respond to this content. Instead, I wanna pay extra to prevent my ad from seeing the best possible people. And when you use a lot of audiences, not only are you trying to do that, but then you're also trying to starve the machine from seeing all of the data that it should. So you're gonna get a far less consistent result that makes scaling a lot harder. So when you're using audiences to target basically you're paying more money to get a less stable result that raises your cost of advertising over time and makes it harder to be successful because the ads do the targeting. So the best advertisers out there have basically figured out how to do creative testing well. Now. Everybody's got a little bit of a different strategy. I teach dynamic creative testing with the 322 method. I've been using it for many, many years. It's a core part of the MBA program. Here's the thing your ads, when you're doing testing, ultimately should be designed to solve a specific business problem. Are you trying to increase your efficiency? In which case, you want your ads to ultimately try to get one particular sales pitch and do it better. Or do you want to increase scale, in which case your ads should appeal to a different type of person or overcome a different type of objection. Basically, you want to use a different angle or concept. So if every creative test is either solving for greater efficiency or greater scale, ultimately, you're going to see greater results. The most important thing about this, too, is that these ads should leave the learning phase, should be run for a long time so that you can predict the outcome of them, and should be done fairly at scale. The more ads that you can test, the better, which is why using dynamic creative really helps. Now, the three-two-two method of running three creatives with two primary texts and two headlines clearly restricts the amount of ads you could use, which is why with Golden Bear, we evaluate every single option and run only the best. So with Golden Bear, we could evaluate 20, 30, 100 creatives if we wanted to, and then only use the best three in our dynamic creative to solve a specific problem in our one single campaign for business objective and ultimately scale our brand with high confidence fairly easy on a consistent basis with this repeatable system and process that doesn't need us to actually do work every day for it to be successful. Which means, again, you get more time and you get more money, and ultimately means that you can invest your resources and brain power and everything else in your team in improving everything that happens after the Facebook ad, which is what most of these brands are doing, really all of these brands are doing, that makes them stunningly more powerful and successful than the folks that are trying to hack the machine up front every single day. Now, the kiss of death here is running dozens of ads, building a bunch of ads, a bunch of post IDs, and running them all against each other. Basically, spending a whole bunch of money, but in a lot of different places, and then trying to see what gets lucky early on, and running with it. The third thing that these advertisers are doing really, really well is they've given up on the idea of ROAS or MER, because really, MER, Marketing Efficiency Rate, is just a fancy word for ROAS, right? It's still a single number that lacks any actionable context. Let me give you a point. Say your Facebook ad today are at a three on ROAS. Great. What are you going to do? Maybe you increase spend, maybe you do something else. Tomorrow it's at a point A and you're completely lost because you're running ads day to day to day which will drive you insane and ultimately encourage you to take a lot of actions which pretty much inhibits your ability to use the system properly at all because it's a machine learning algorithm. If your manager came to you and micromanaged everything that you did every single day based on what you've done earlier that day and yesterday, you would never get good at your job. So why would we possibly think that Facebook would benefit from this same type of thinking? Ultimately, it's an employee that does all the hard work for us. We have to treat it as such. So, let's take another point. If MER is basically a fancy version of ROAS, how does that to play? Well, say your MER is a 3.1. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna send more emails? Are you gonna increase your Facebook ad spend? Are you gonna try more creative on TikTok? Are you gonna increase your Google? Well, you have no idea, because you have a single number that basically doesn't mean anything. And then here's the real kicker. None of those numbers are actionable for one very particular reason. Somebody could come to your store and spend, say, $50, and somebody else could come the next, transaction and spend 500 now they probably aren't but what if they did it well that day you get two sales for 550 dollars now your mer your roas that day might be phenomenally better than the next day where you get 15 people all spending 60 bucks now the point is well that number would probably be better but the point is you can't control the checkout cart size Therefore, you cannot control the return on your ad spend because every single person is probably gonna behave a little bit different. So the point here is what these brands that are very successful after iOS 14 all have in common is instead they're focusing on CPA, the cost to acquire a sale. Now every sale is not the same thing as acquiring a new customer. And it's not just because some customers buy more than once. It's because when you make a sale, that doesn't mean that that person gives a damn about you. They've just decided to give you money once. So what we need to do is look at it like this. Every sale is an opportunity to further the path of the journey or start a new journey en route to the lifetime value of any customer. And ultimately, what scales revenue is a higher volume of the opportunity to get to a lifetime value. So what we really need to do is say, well, how much does it cost us to either start a new journey or continue somebody along that journey? The cheaper we can make that happen and the more times we can make that happen, the greater our revenue is. Because ultimately, even if it's not the Facebook click that drives somebody, or because they have ad blocking on for any other reason, they make a purchase after seeing a Facebook ad, but we don't see Facebook get credit for it. That's still a great opportunity to continue the growth of our revenue. So what we really need to do is start looking at how many sales did we get today, and how much did we spend on every single channel? Where, when we spend more money, do we see a greater result? Where do we see a force multiplier on our efforts? If we spend an extra 100 bucks a day on Facebook, do we make an extra 150 everywhere else? And maybe we're not looking at it every day. If we are spending $1,000 on a regular basis every day on Facebook, what happens when we go to 1,200? Does that mean that our overall store revenue in a week or so starts to see an extra two, three, four hundred in revenue? or do we not see a lift at all? This is where we get down to incremental lift, or with the way that I like to look at this stuff, I use the ecosystem ROAS doc to measure incremental lift and to identify it at a glance really, really easily. Basically seeing what is the interrelationship of spend across multiple channels and what happens when I increase or decrease my investment someplace. Now, one of the easiest things to make this happen is you don't promote a bunch of offers. You promote the best offer. And what I mean by the best offer is it's the one when you, when, you, when you add up the cost for making a sale plus the cost of making that good, your CPA plus your COGS, and you divide that by the lifetime value. What gives you the best ratio? Ultimately, what offer do you have that will give you the best chance to generate the highest volume of new customers or pushing existing customers further towards your objective of that lifetime value. Because if you focus on doing just that thing, now you don't have to solve the problem of audiences anymore. Now you don't have to solve the problem of offers anymore. You can make Facebook fairly autopilot, where you're just testing creative, and then you can do everything else on the back end to increase your conversion rate, or increase the frequency of purchases, or the AOV. Basically, you can push up the LTV while Facebook is on autopilot, basically maintaining that CPA at greater spend, giving more volume, or pushing down the CPA at the same spend, again, giving you more volume higher volume of people who are higher quality into a simple machine. The last thing that we really need to focus in on here is systems and process. If you don't have a business that doesn't need you, ultimately what you have is a system that you cannot scale because you cannot work much harder. There's not 50 hours in a day. So if you're seeing success while working 10 hours a day and you want a five exit, you can't work five times harder. And really what we're getting down to is nomenclature, documentation, planning, a roadmap for success, understanding what your next 30, 60, 90 days looks like, having goals by the month, by the quarter, by the epoch. And really what we're getting down to is how do you set up a system that can run without you having to micromanage every piece. Now the most successful brands have easily repeatable tasks with projected outcomes and a system and a process to log the impact of all of these efforts. So what we're really getting to here, more than anything, is having a system and a process for scale and success that allows you to take further and further steps away from having to do every single task. Now ultimately, what these businesses all have in common when combining all of this, is one shared beautiful thing. They are able to, at scale, send all of their traffic to a single best offer, Test creative in a meaningful way to reduce the CPA and improve the quality of that traffic. Identify opportunities in scale or efficiency. Understand where they're getting incremental lift by looking at something more advanced than a single number that's a report card without context on a day-by-day basis. And ultimately do it in a way where they're able to empower the people around them and their tools So that they can spend more and more time, one, enjoying life, and two, making decisions and thinking about more important things than what Facebook is doing. Because ultimately, the biggest value of running Facebook ads isn't just pouring fuel on the fire of a successful business. It's making the acquisition of traffic, the generation of intent, and the creation of new customer journeys easy. And if you can really look at it that way, then you're gonna, you're gonna be able to join some of the biggest, most successful brands that are seeing a lot of success now. Now this all sounds fun, but confusing, and you want more information. One, I'd highly, highly recommend signing up for my webinar at apply.facebookdisruptor.com because I'm gonna go through all of this stuff there. Number two, I'd highly recommend looking at what you're doing right now where you're working harder, not getting a better result. And three, I would really focus on defining what does success mean to you? What is a truly successful outcome? Is it 10 sales a day? Is it 100 sales a day? Is it 1000 sales a day? What is the one most meaningful task that you can do today to get you closer to that goal? And how many other things are you working on that are actually not gonna get that done. Far, far too many people that I see struggling basically have two things in common. Number one, they're trying to solve too many problems at once. You cannot solve any solution, any problem, while trying to test and improve multiple variables in the equation. It's just not possible. Right, you cannot Try to work on creative testing plus landing page testing plus offer testing and post-transaction journeys all at the same time and have any meaningful insight. Because one thing affects the other, affects the other, affects the other. So you're working really, really hard to basically make things worse and not be able to take an action. So you've wasted your time and money to dramatically stress yourself out to inhibit your success. The other thing, being willing to invest in yourself, time, money, and energy, when you can step away from having to do everything every single day, what that means is, one, you have something that's more stable and less stressful, and two, you can identify your weaknesses and then work on investing in yourself to improve them. I've done this over and over again. And what's really important here is that I personally have seen a return from it and many, many other folks have. Some of the most successful business owners I know are constantly seeking coaches and mentors and improving themselves. The point here, more than anything, is that A, you need to simplify your solutions because simplicity brings confidence. And number two, you need to consistently work on improving your weaknesses. Identifying what is the thing that you can do well, but if you did it better, you'd have the greatest net impact. Now, I've devoted a lot of my time and energy to teaching people how to use Facebook ads properly to scale their businesses. And to be fair, I have regularly successfully scaled six, seven, and eight-figure businesses for nearly a decade now. And I've seen a lot of people do things very well, and I've seen a lot of people do things very poorly. And there's something that all the people that struggle have in common, and there's some things that all the people who are successful have in common. So today what I've done is basically laid out the four things that the most successful businesses are doing right now, so that iOS 14 was a road bump a year ago. And that's the honest truth. Now there's a lot of other reasons that things could be struggling. There's a lot of other things that go into the algorithm. There's a lot of other things that go into business development. And I'm not gonna try to cover all that here today. But if you want help in understanding why hacks don't work, how to test creative properly, how to measure your success in a way that makes you able to take actionable, to see actionable insight on a regular basis, and system and process that gives you time while you're making more money so that you can improve your weaknesses and ultimately become better at your job and improve your business and the outcome of your life. Well, that is what my webinar this Saturday is all about. So you can go on to com. check it out. It's free, you can sign up. Um, I'm super stoked about it. And literally what I'm doing is basically taking all this stuff that I normally charge $10,000 a month for, and I'm breaking it down into snackable bite-sized pieces so that you can actually take action right away. And that you can understand the value of these things. And ultimately, you can clear some of the cobwebs, you can reduce your stress, and see more success in your daily life. Because that's ultimately my objective. I feel good every single day that I offer people the opportunity to be more successful. And how their lives will change means everything to me. And that's what I do on a daily basis. That's my why. I put my head down on the pillow every night feeling amazing. My bills are paid and I'm enjoying my life. And the big switch for me was really taking all of the struggle that I've had over the last decade, the hundreds of millions of dollars that I've spent, the billions in revenue I've been able to help my clients and my students generate and pass that on to other folks. Because the honest truth is, literally anyone can do this. I, I, literally anyone, right? Like I've seen students who are graphic designers that are now running 80% of the spend for the biggest kayak companies and the United States—that's one guy. There's somebody else whose name's Kelvin. He—he literally can't get new clients to say no, right? I—I've I, seen my man Alex is, is gone from trying to scale his agency to not being not like not getting people to not accept a five-figure monthly retainer, right? My man Sammy went from being an Uber driver to running a seven-figure ad agency, and he's surfing by two thirty in the afternoon every day. Denise is now feeling like she doesn't have to throw up every single time that she wants to hit publish. Linda has had the cobwebs cleared so that she can quit her job as a as a as in, in healthcare and, and start making a future for her and her family because all of her kids are joining along with her too. Basically, here's the thing: there is a system and a process to being successful. That system and process is not copy-paste. But what it does is it teaches you how to think so that you can problem solve your way out of the struggles that you're having. And if you can do that, there's exceptionally, exceptionally small amount of barriers that you're not gonna be able to overcome. So if you like this, if you wanna know more, if you're interested in it, one, share this with your friends, comment if you have questions, reply if you wanna call me out on something that you don't agree with, and if you want to see more value and you wanna see more success, go ahead, hit apply.facebookdisruptor.com, go there, sign up for the webinar, it's free, I'll see you there. Until next time, bye.